the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I tried to do a show for Generation Y, Generation X, and Millennials, trying to focus on some slightly different issues. I recently saw a study on baby boomers and how they expect to work a little bit longer than they did 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, they asked, you're 40 years old, how long do you think you're going to have to work? 63 was the answer. Now they're saying 66. And that's going to be a little bit disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com, chief market analyst. How are you, Patrick? Hey, Rob, I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, did you hear that little study that I threw out that people are having to admit i got to work longer than I thought I did to prepare for retirement? Uh, you know, I didn't see that specific study, but I'm not surprised by what uh, by what I'm hearing. Um, and I think a lot of that's just kind of an offshoot of of what you know the the 2008 you know financial panic really that uh, kind of served as a real eye opener for a lot of people who were um, you know staring at a sharp decline in home values and sharp decline in stock holdings and. Uh, and even though you know some of that's been made up here uh, over the last several years, I think people are certainly um, a little bit more reticent to say that uh, they're going to cut things short in terms of their work life, and and now are anticipating they're going to have to work a little bit longer. But maybe on the flip side of that, um, they can uh, take heart in that they're probably going to live a little bit longer too, because <laughs> average life expectancy is going up uh, relative to where it was 20 years ago as well. So. Yay, we get to live longer in poor health. So. Right. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully in good health. That's, I say a lot of dumb right. things, but one of them is lose weight because age 60 to 100, you want as best health as possible, and weight complicates things, to say the least. Um, right. to- topic change, topic change. I was a little surprised to see the SP 500 16 points from its all time highs. I guess I assumed the damage last week was bigger than it was. I guess I assume that you know it, it, we haven't been feeling you know big economic data uh, strengths. Are you a little surprised we're within striking distance of record? Uh, yes, you know um, I was actually been out the last uh, three trading days, if you will, um, okay. and uh, and a lot changed in that uh, three-day period. Uh, the S&P 500 went up three percent. Um, and yet nothing changed in Washington. You know, it's still more of a case of uh, waiting and wishing and hoping and and accepting that that worst-case scenario is going to be avoided. And so uh, the market continues to climb that wall of worry. But if, you know, if the market's just going to run up on a headline that, you know, Congress seems to be, you know, nearing a deal, um, then we might as well keep on keeping on with this uh, dysfunction in Washington and just rally off those uh, headlines, let's say a deal is imminent. So, 
you know, it's all really just, you know, a little bit silly, frankly. Um, the way that the government's functioning, uh, the effects of how the government is functioning, they're not good things, you know. Uh, businesses are not going to be hiring uh, as much as they might, you know, if you took this whole political mess uh, out of the equation. Um, and, uh, you know, that's ultimately going to really slow down, you know, the pace of economic recovery. But, of course, the flip side for the stock market is that the slower the recovery, the longer the Fed stays the course. And uh, our assessment of things is that the market continues to fall back on that very comfortable notion that it's going to be able to ride that wave of uh, liquidity uh, ever higher here because the Fed's not going anywhere anytime soon. Oftentimes I say that I'm not a snob, a up market's an up market, I'll take it any way I can get it. I think you and I could probably agree over a beer that we've had up markets for five years based largely on part of cheap valuations combined with monetary policy that's been very accommodative. Not really on demand, not really on jobs, not really on the things that are higher quality. We kind of have a very lowbrow rally going. Is that okay to like have a lowbrow rally transition into a better quality rally, or are we going to pay for this one day? Right. Well, I, you know, I think kind of your, your first statement is like you take it how you can get it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's uh, if you're an investor, you want to see higher stock prices. Um, and the message that we've been preaching all along here, though, is that you have to be mindful of the risk that this is um, – supported by some uh, unnatural forces. Um, the Fed is not going to be there forever. We certainly hope it's not going to be there forever. Uh, and when they take away the punch bowl, there probably will be uh, you know, a price to pay. I mean, if, if logic holds that stock prices are, are being largely supported by that uh, policy largesse, uh, then it would, should hold true on the flip side that when the Fed starts uh, dialing things back, the market will find it a, you know, more challenging uh, unless you've got some real uh, genuine uh, earnings growth um, that is accelerating. So we don't know if that's going to be the case here, but is it okay to, you know, rally, you know, have a lowbrow rally? I, I suppose it is. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, maybe some retribution for the really, you know, difficult, uh, the painful period people experienced in, you know, the sell-off in 2008 and 2009. And the thing about the market is that it's always, you know, it's it's about relative expectations, right? It's why a company can report, you know, earnings that are down and still you know, the stock price still goes up because maybe those earnings weren't down as much as they were the year before. So the market sees it as a, a relative improvement, and it starts pricing in. It's a discounting mechanism that prices in better uh, earnings potential in coming periods. And so, um, you know, you saw that, I think it was the last week with JCPenney when they came out and uh, reported that, you know, they had third quarter same-store sales that were down sharply, but not as sharply as the year before, and things seemed to be getting better, and so you saw a real, you know, big jump in the stock price that day, and, um, you know, but ultimately, uh, that, that gets you only so far, um, and you have to, you know, come back and have things based on solid fundamentals to uh, keep stock prices moving higher, and, and um, you know, when we're five years now into this lowbrow rally, we think it's getting a little long in the tooth, uh, and people are getting a little bit, uh, well, are getting fairly complacent here that uh, it's just, uh, you know, on to higher highs, and they need not worry about any setbacks along the way. I'm speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. I always kind of like hijack the first part, then I open it up to Mr. O'Hare to 
give us some insights on what he's working on, what he what he wants us to know that may not be uh, conventional wisdom in the media. What do you have for us today? Well, um, I wish I had something that was a little more unconventional, but um, you know, I'm in this spot now where I need to be mindful and, and watchful of, of what we're hearing in the, on the earnings front. Um, you know, as they take note of the fundamental forces that are driving the market, you know, earnings are the most important. And um, you know, one of the things you know we're starting to notice is that you know, sure, you've got you know the majority of companies that have reported are beating expectations. They're just not beating them by as much as they have in the past, and that uh, could be one element or thematic element that we see unfold throughout the earnings reporting period, simply because the analysts didn't actually cut their estimates as much as they have uh, on average uh, coming into this reporting period. So, um, you know, so it's something to be watchful of if we get the sense that earnings growth momentum is slowing and these companies continue to sound a cautious note on their earnings outlook. So um, that's what I'm going to continue to watch and we'll be writing about as the week progresses. But uh, And then also I obviously you know, have to remain focused on uh, what's happening in D.C. And, and what comes out of that. Um, and no one knows exactly what's coming out of that yet. So like everyone else, I'm just waiting and watching. With that said, a little bit more color on the earnings season. I was reading through your morning report at briefing.com this morning. Citigroup, big revenue decline. I look at revenues. Coca-Cola, yep. big revenue decline. Johnson Johnson, yep. nice revenue increase. Johnson Johnson obviously being a health care. Coca-Cola being yep. kind of a discretionary issue. Citigroup being a banking. I want to see banking do better out of those three. Like rock, scissors, paper, to me, that's that's the growth indicator per se. Right. And, uh, you know, the early returns, J.P. Morgan, uh, Wells Fargo, Citigroup here have been fairly underwhelming. Now, there's some special issues that have surrounded J.P. Morgan with their legal expenses, sure. but, you know, they all have talked about how, uh, you know, mortgage refinancing volume has has fallen. And, uh, and you know, if you, know, you want to sit there and say, well, gosh, you know, uh, the market can can handle higher interest rates. Well, maybe the market can for a bit, but it's clearly having an economic impact because uh, there's just not as much demand out there to refinance those mortgages. And uh, I think purchase demand will continue to wane if you continue to get higher mortgage rates as well. And so as we sit here and tangle with the debt ceiling issue and the potential of default and the spike in yields that will result if we get to that point, uh, that's clearly going to have a very negative impact on the housing market if, if you know, that scenario comes to pass, and we hope it doesn't, but um, but I agree with you. You know, you want to see some stronger uh, earnings out of the financial sector to lend some confidence to the idea that the economy is really kind of in a good position to uh, to move a pace uh, in the months ahead, and we're not getting that message at the moment. Thanks for joining me. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. He's with me every Tuesday morning at 7.30, every Wednesday morning at 8.30 Pacific Time. Jeff Rosen, Dr. Jeff Rosen, The Economist at Briefing.com. I hope you get a lot out of those segments because that is a lot of professional insight packed into a very uh, quick package. You can find out more about Briefing.com by going to their website, Briefing.com. They provide independent live market analysis of the U.S. and the international equity markets. Some of it you're going to love. Some of it you're going to say not applicable for me, and that's perfect. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, or more. I do have an event coming up in Walnut Creek. Two events. Um, last three events of the year. Walnut Creek, I'm going to do my last Money 101, All Things Financial. This is for people under the age of 45 who are still accumulating wealth who haven't started or are behind or are intimidated by one aspect of financials. 
in the afternoon. It's going to be a wealth preservation retirement planning. Hopefully you're heading towards retirement in retirement or want to learn more about what you're going to be facing in 10, 20 years. You can sign up for either event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't be shy. We'll take a break here. I'll be right back. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.